passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. The bridge and I have jumped off. I am in the river. Call or text the program at 877-377-6963. This is episode number one of Hog Reaction here in the 2022 football season. After a Razorback win over Cincinnati, what feels like five hours ago. It wasn't quite that long ago, but uh, it was a win, 31-24. to 24. I think Pittman said it well when he was talking to Chuck Barrett. I'm glad it's over, and I'm glad that Arkansas won. I think we're all glad it's over. That was uh, a little bit perhaps um, um, nerve-wracking, more nerve-wracking than people would have liked from an uh, opener, but it is a win and you move on, and Arkansas gets the victory tonight here over Cincinnati. We are ready to go here on Hog Reaction for the next 90 minutes, taking your calls and talking about the game and listening to highlights and all that stuff. I'm Derek Ruskin. Tommy Kraft is with me as well, and uh, Drew Barrett is with us as well along the way helping out. We are um, happy to have you along, and uh, Tommy, what would you think? Well, if you summed it up in one word, I'd say sloppy. And uh, I, both teams played sloppy. The difference in the ball game was Arkansas capitalized on the Cincinnati mistakes more so than the Bearcats did against the Razorbacks. Neither team uh, you know, will, will cherish the video of their execution today. There, it was not a display of execution. But uh, in the end, Arkansas took two turnovers and turned it into 14 points. And Arkansas's turnovers only resulted in three. And that, I mean, when you bottom line this ball game, that to me is right where it's at. And Arkansas survived today against a very good Cincinnati team who may not lose another game this year, Derek. No. And um, I mean, Arkansas is relieved to uh, get out of there with a win. I think Cincinnati is angry after this game because Cincinnati left a lot of points on the board that I, f- I feel like they're going to see moving forward some things to uh, to clean up to try and you know maybe run the table throughout the rest of the year. But Arkansas made some big plays in the second half to end up influencing the outcome of this game. It wasn't all just Cincinnati uh, you know goofing up left and right. Arkansas did make some big plays and obviously the um, the big uh, sack fumble there mm-hmm. late in the game was probably the biggest. Yeah, I mean that was that was. I mean, there were several plays as you went along. Well, there's there's a big play. Then one would trump that. But uh, but yes, that was the 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 uh, the sack fumble recovery by the Hogs with 9:52 to go that Jordan Dominic got on proved to ultimately be the one that turned the tide. And then Trey Knox, how can you not be happy for Trey Knox? He scored the next touchdown on a 32 yard catch and run, and it was a lot more run than catch on that 32 yards. Derek, he didn't look a, a step slower with 25 pounds more on him. 
No, no, he he has a, that's a weapon there. A tight end that can run like that, that can that can catch the ball like that. Um, that was one of the things that uh, lived up to the billing in the opener that we saw there. And uh, hey, sometimes it takes a minute to find your your true um, your true place in life. And it looks like at least through one game, he's found his six catches, seventy five yards, and a couple of touchdowns mm-hmm. tonight for. Mr. Yeah. Knox. Yeah, one more touchdown than he caught all of last season today yeah. with two. And uh, that that 32 yards put Arkansas up 31-17. He proved to be a huge series as obviously Cincinnati would score one more time. But, um, you know, Trey Knox, I, for, you know, you, in, a, in a world where we're always criticizing and scrutinizing and looking at kids for hitting the portal, doing other things, not being tough, not sticking it out, here's a great example of a young man who – couldn't quite crack the top three or four as a wide receiver. Stays at Arkansas, willing to move positions, change his body, do all the work that it took, and he got the reward today with two touchdowns. Uh, needs to be pointed out because so often we're talking about the, the other end of that uh, situation, Derek, where someone seemingly gives up, throws in the towel, and moves on to something else. Well, and I, I think that's exactly what Sam Pittman and the staff is looking for when they recruit guys. They look for guys that, hey, it's going to be tough, but you've got to, you know, you, you got to fight through some things. That's the way this this program is. As he said during training camp, when a couple of people left, it's not for everybody. That's okay. So uh, I, I think he kind of, Trey Knox kind of personifies that, uh, that kind of attitude that they're looking for when they're looking at uh, players. When it gets tough, you're not going to quit. You're not going to go somewhere else. You're going to stick it out and, and fulfill your obligation um, to, uh, to what you signed on to do here, to your teammates and to the program and, and frankly, to the fans of Arkansas as well. And, and like you said, he got rewarded today. Yeah. 877-377-6963 is the number. You can call or text the program here on Hog Reaction. If you're driving home, headed back to a uh, – uh, to all parts of Arkansas, we want to hear from you as um, as as everyone's reacting to this first victory of the season. You want to hit the phones or yeah. where you want to head? All right, R.D. is in Fort Smith. R.D., you are up first on Hog Reaction. Hey, guys. First off, just want to say go Hogs. Uh, you guys do a great job what you do. i got several football points here I wrote down to be sure I got all my things said. I won't be long. <laughs> first off, can I go ahead and say it? Well, it depends on what you're going to say, R.D. You got me a little nervous. I like when that ball was on the ground after that strip fumble. I'm a little nervous. I'm just building suspense for the listeners. First thing is this. Rocket is wow. That's what I put. Rocket is a patient runner for the most part. He uses his hands well to be violent. Uh, I think he hits a hole hard. He's everything that I thought he was going to be last year. Uh, I thought he did a great job uh, running the ball, doing what he does, and the next thing I've got written down is let's just let's continue to run the ball. Uh, I thought that he uh, we, we used him well. He got 20 carries there. If you look at the box, uh, I thought that was that was good. I'm sure they wrote that down and said they wanted it to get get him to 20, and they did. And I thought that was really good. Uh, I thought KJ did a good job on the on the run game as well. The next thing I want to say is. Our back end is, is garbage. The, the secondary, I'm not impressed with at all. We should have been torched. That old boy left, that Ben Bryant kid left with 325 yards, should have had 625. We let him throw so many of them balls, 
uh, he missed them. Now, he started hitting them when we got out to halftime, but me and a buddy were talking about it, uh, and, and we could not believe how many times. The only thing I'm going to say is this, you know, and I know I'm talking about the, the mothership, as they call it, and but, so I'll be soft, but I'm going to say this. You know, it's 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 not really a thing. I'm I'm everybody's own uh, uh, the card kid, uh, Hudson card, I believe. Hudson uh, Clark, yeah. Clark, sorry. I, I'm gonna say this: we didn't look good any position in the in the back end. Once uh, Catlin went out with the eight tackles he had, uh, we got real uh, real loose back there, and we probably were that way to begin with. The other thing I want to say is, and you hit it. How about how about our boy Trey? How about Trey Knox being a selfless player in an ego world in a in a in a me first uh, transfer portal environment? And this kid goes out and gets his butt in the weight room, works his tail off, and and basically becomes one of the stars of the show. Leads our team in receptions, to my knowledge, got two touchdowns on the board for us, uh, and and blocked two. So he's he's. He's totally changed, and, and you guys hit on hit. He's running faster, just as fast as he ever has. The last thing I got is D-line is suspect. I was not impressed with our defensive line. Bumper Pool was was the the guardian of the defense there with the leading our he's a leading tackler with 13. Drew Sanders is going to bring the wood and hit you in the mouth. I like that, but we got to get a little bit better on the D-line uh, because, like y'all said, this is my last point, and I'll shut up. Like y'all said, Cincinnati may not win, may not lose another game. Now I give our team credit, but we better bring the dog out next week because I'm telling you, we're gonna be in trouble against South Carolina, letting that Rattler kid, uh, Nickel and Damas, up and down the field, having him have a bunch of time. Trust to run, run the ball, go Hogs. Yeah. RD, that's where I might disagree with you is on your last point, Derek. I, South Carolina's got to prove to me they're a better team than Cincinnati today. So far, they're not looking like it from what you were telling me of the score of that game. I think Cincinnati may prove to be the better or tougher opponent of the first two. Well, time will tell. We haven't seen all of South Carolina's game, but I'm not convinced South Carolina's uh, you know, measurably better than Cincinnati and the team we saw today. So a lot to unpack there, R.D. We're, we're, we'll get to it as we can here uh, throughout the next uh, little while here. But the point uh, on, the, on the secondary, I don't think they're garbage. I just don't think they're deep. Like, they got exposed a little bit today because a couple big guys went down and maybe some guys that weren't necessarily going to crack the lineup today uh, were forced into action, and, uh, and, and Cincinnati made them pay a little bit there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, just, I think the depth isn't quite there yet is what I would say. But I'll say this. What was it, the LSU game where Catalan was injured and went out and, and didn't return? I don't remember. What, but from that point on, they had one game at, at Ole Miss where they got torched, and then Barry Odom had it fixed. So uh, they, didn't, they, they didn't get exposed as, as greatly from, from the Ole Miss game on. So past that. So, yeah, there were some problems today, but we have, we've got evidence, at least from last year, Derek, that, or I believe we do, that, you know, if there's some problems, Barry Odom has shown that he can fix them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's, uh, there's lots of evidence to support that as, uh, as you move on. But, uh, yeah, you don't bank on losing Slusher and Catalan yeah. in the same game in, in the opener, and uh, we don't know an update. Sam Pittman did not provide an update. He is, uh, I believe, this is a theory, by the way, he is conveniently given the injury updates after he speaks to the media, which is smart, by the way, because yeah. then he can honestly say, well, I don't have an update. So 
that's what I think happens there. Anyway, um, no update from him and from Arkansas as of now on their status uh, for next week for the uh, conference opener against South Carolina. And really, why would you give an update and help Shane Beamer? Why give him that information? Another great point. Yeah. yeah. Well, Unless, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. It is uh, the hog reaction here live on ESP in Arkansas, and we're on hitthatline.com. We've got a lot more time to go. We've got a lot more to discuss on this game and everything else going on around the SEC. Our number is 866. No. Other one. It's 877-377-6963. I'm going to write that down so I do not screw it up again. 877-377-6963. We'll be back with more coming up here on ESPN Arkansas on Hog Reaction. Johnson misdirect left side. Johnson at the goal line. Did he get in? Touchdown, Arkansas! Call or text the program at 877-377-6963. 22 seconds to play in the half. AJ's in the gun, knocks set up a tight end, jump pass, knocks the intended receiver. He caught it, touchdown Arkansas. The jump pass works and the Hogs are up by two touchdowns. Chuck Barrett on Learfield a short while ago and here on ESPN Arkansas as Arkansas beats Cincinnati 31-24. to This is Hog Reaction. Derek Ruskin along with Tommy Kraft. Drew Barrett is with us as well. And let's uh, talk to Cody in Rector. Hey, Cody, you're on Hog Reaction. Cody? We have lost the hey, code, fellas, Can y'all hear me? Now yeah, we got you. Go ahead. Um, I was really proud of the way the Hogs played tonight. Um, I think the secondary needs a little work. Um, there, there was a lot of corners getting beat deep um i like that uh dominion backup running back that backs up rocket sanders i think he played a really good game uh he had two big plays in the game um i think they should give him more carries uh he, he i like the way the kid runs the ball and catches the ball um our old line uh they need a little bit of work also uh but all around, I think they played really well tonight. All right, Cody. Thank you so much for the phone call. Uh, I was. Uh, I'm glad you brought up um, um, Dubinian there, uh, Cody, because uh, boy, that was like a B12 shot in the game when he when he popped on. I mean, he to me, he jumped off the screen when that guy uh, made an appearance in the game there yeah. uh, early in the third quarter, I think it was. And, you know, ended up with two carries, 18 yards. But without Dominic Johnson, you needed someone else to, to change the pace a little bit besides um, besides A.J. Green because Sanders had, you know, had 20 carries uh, by the time the day was over. So I'll be interested, Derek and Drew, to see what that dynamic looks like uh, once they get Dominic Johnson back. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Big Rob is on the phone in Springdale. Hey, Big Rob, you're on Hog Reaction. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Great. What's up? Hey, uh, well, Tommy kind of stole my thunder there a little bit. Uh, I was going to talk about uh, the running game. Uh, I was real curious to, to – uh, I'm really curious to see what it's going to be like when we have Don Johnson back at that line. And, of course, you bring uh, a new freshman, uh, Dominion, in. And I think um, I think we've got a lot of work to do, but I'm impressed. You know, it's the first game against a quality opponent. Yeah, it's not the same Cincinnati that went to the playoffs, but a lot of the elements are still there, same head coach. And, uh, a 
solid. You know, the, the quarterback was, was, was he's pretty salty, especially in the, uh, the second half. We do have some work to do on the secondary, but then again, you know, we lost Catalan and Slusher, which I think, like you guys had pointed out earlier, uh, you brought some guys that probably won't crack the starting line in. So a little hopeful that we'll get better there. Um, you know, of course, we have Barry Odom, and we got some tape now, and we, we have tape against a quality opponent. Uh, but I also want to bring up the transfers. Uh, the, uh, I forget how to pronounce his name, the kid from LSU that had the, the, the first interception was big. McLaughlin. Uh, Hazenwood. Yes, yes, sir. And then the, the guy from Oklahoma, Hazenwood, um, and then uh, Sanders uh, next to Bumper Pool. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, Pittman's ability to bring in these types of players, uh, almost like training, uh, bringing in the free agency type guys. So I'm excited. Uh, we do have a lot of work to do. Uh, a win's a win, and uh, really excited to see what happens with uh, South Carolina next week. And uh, that's all I got, and hope you guys have a great evening. All right. Thank you, Big Rob. Good, good to hear from you. Um, by the way, just a real quick, and then we can uh, get back into to this game. At halftime, it is South Carolina 12, Georgia State 7. That's the halftime mm. score from Columbia. And I'm not uh, – we, we've got Ohio State and Notre Dame on. We're rooting for the flood or the tornado right right now <laughs> at the, the shoe. Something. We're rooting for the referees. But So I haven't got that one on. I'll watch it later. But you'll have a hard time convincing me at least at this point at 8.21 p.m. on this Saturday night that next week's game will have a tougher opponent. I hope I don't eat those words, but just scoreboard watching and knowing what we saw today, um, South Carolina has got a ways to go to probably catch Mm -hmm. the quality of of Cincinnati. Yeah, and and another thing I'd say, though, is kind of like in Arkansas's game, like the first half was just, I mean, it's the early rounds of a fight. There's just, it's just kind of feeling things out and getting through it more or less. So, you know, uh, I'm not one uh, anymore to, uh, you know, jump mm-hmm. on Twitter and overreact to a quarter or a half or, or whatever. Not that you are, but I'm just saying that well, it's, uh, well, you know, but, Arkansas didn't exactly light the world on fire in the first half either in, in their game. So. Well, but let me break out the old adage for you, Derek, because we only get to use it once a year. What's the, that? The greatest improvement is when between Upper. games one and two. So, That's I right. mean. Got to get that in. We got to get that old <laughs> adage in. So, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see what, what things look like next week. But I, and I think. The reason it's cliche is because it's true, because there will be a lot of corrections based on the film. All right, coming up in about 10 minutes, I just want to tease this and we hug back to the phones. Chuck Barrett's going to join us, our own Chuck Barrett, who called the game today. We just heard some highlights. He's going to hop in for a visit in the next segment. So if you're uh, planning your drive home, maybe take the long way around. Hang with us for a little bit while longer, because Chuck's going to be on with us in about uh, 12 minutes or so here on Hog Reaction. All right, looking forward to hearing from the man who called the game right here on ESPN Arkansas uh, earlier tonight. Let's uh, go back to the phones here on Hog Reaction, and I think it's Gary yes. in Fort Smith. Gary, uh-huh. what's going on tonight, man? Hey, guys. Uh, glad the Hogs won. Uh, I'm very concerned about the punishment already that uh, KJ's taken. I don't think he can make the year with the, with the punishment. He's, I know he's tough. I know he's big. But, man, every time he goes to the – he goes around the end. It, it, it scares me. And, uh, you know, we've got a tough schedule ahead, very physical. And, you know, they showed him on the sideline several times, hobbling and uh, looked like he took a shot to the ribs. And I'm just concerned about that going forward, uh, how we can protect him yeah. better because uh, we've got a long way to go. Yeah. Gary, it's a good good call and, and, and a good concern. Derek, I, I and this is a, probably a fan take right here. 
But I just wonder how much, not just KJ, but other quarterbacks. And, and you saw Ben Bryant today. He he got he got battered pretty good as well. But how much are these quarterbacks and those that have been in who have gotten mail in green jerseys for the month of August? going to have a little bit of acclimation and sore bodies uh, more than their or their teammates because their body isn't acclimated to the contact because they've been protected all month. I think we saw some of that and maybe that's a fanboy tape, but I think there's some I think there's some reality to the fact that when you haven't been hit and only thudded up at times, it's going to take you a game or two to get acclimated to that level of contact. Kind of goes back to the game 1 to game 2 improvement because there is stuff that happens in a game that they just don't do in training camp anymore. There's a lot more tackling in general in a game than they do in, in training camp uh, nowadays. So uh, I've seen across uh, you know three nights of, of football now there there've been some some tackling issues oh, across the sport. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it's because they don't hit in, in training mm-hmm. camp anymore. So these things will probably uh, improve moving forward. I, I think it, you've got a solid point there on. The quarterback getting hit, but man, he got uh, late in the second quarter in particular, I think is the moment that Gary was referencing there when he really got folded up there and was in some some discomfort and, and slowed it to get up after uh, one of those plays and just, you know, everybody is just, you know, on pins and needles at that point. But yeah, you know, but here's the thing about all this, the modern, you know, recovery, training, cold tubs, all that stuff. I mean, th- these guys are tough and... They're young and they can get through it, but uh, and also you know the the methods to recover after a game have changed drastically in in ten twenty years. So. Well, you, I mean, Derek and, and Tommy, you just got to build up scar tissue. I mean, that, yeah. that really is all that it is. I mean, <clears throat> we've all known this. I mean, the first time you get hit, you get a little jarred. The more time you get hit, the more reps you get in mm-hmm. there. The easier it is to take. The easier it is to kind of shake off those little nagging uh, pains that that you have throughout your body. It's just building up that scar tissue. And when it comes to this game in in week one, I I don't know if it was went the exact direction everybody thought it was going to go, other than the fact that it was a hard-hitting game by two very physical teams. But let's also put this in perspective. Cincinnati is a really good team. They're only going to – they probably will not lose the game – for the rest of the season, unless it's against Houston and American Athletic Championship. Well, and, and, this is a good team. And Drew, just to drive home your point about the the level of physicality in today's games. I mean, <laughs> look at the seventeen times the Razorbacks knocked off the Bearcats' helmets today. I mean, my <laughs> including gosh. one without anybody I mean, touching. They them. had them things strapped on and <laughs> welded tight, and boy, the Razorbacks just came in there. And have you ever seen a game in your life that had no. more helmets for one team? This wasn't. Do you remember Razorback's helmet mm, coming yeah. off? No, if it happened, it, it was I think it, one time. maybe once. There had to be at, and I'm not exaggerating. What at least mm. a dozen? At least, and I, I'm just glad. I have never a, seen such a thing. As a fan of drinking games, I'm really glad <laughs> well, I didn't play that one because well, Tommy, I wouldn't. We'd be, be at Betty Ford well, right now. Yeah, there'd be <laughs> problems there. I, I, I thought, you know. Um, I thought it went to kind of the sloppiness of Cincinnati, just just not being in, not taking care of the little things in, in the ball game. If I'm fickle, maybe you make make all the players wear their helmets around campus all week <laughs> to to to, uh, to learn the lesson here. I don't know, but yeah, that was pretty uh, remarkable 
uh, part of this game here today. They, All need right. to, they need to buckle up. It's a two-chin-strap game out there. I mean, Houston Nuts said it best. you got to better buckle up both chin straps at Razorback Stadium. And, uh, well, Cincinnati didn't do that very often. All right, we're going to hit a break here. And when we come back, we'll talk to Chuck Barrett, who called the game earlier tonight here on ESPN Arkansas. As Arkansas defeats Cincinnati 31-24, to Drew Barrett, Tommy Kraft, Derek Ruskin here with you. It's Hog Reaction on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. Eight seven seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three. Hampton and Nichols are the two interior linemen. Williams and Jordan Dominic are the ends. Second down and twelve from the thirty nine. Bryant hit as he throws. Ball comes out. Razorbacks pick it up at the forty nine of Cincinnati. Jordan Dominic comes out of there with a football, and the Razorbacks force the turnover. That, of course, Chuck Barrett earlier here on ESPN Arkansas. Uh, the big play of the game there, the uh, the fumble recovery there by Jordan Dominic as Arkansas beats Cincinnati 31-24. to And with us now on the hotline is the man who called the game earlier here on ESPN Arkansas, Chuck Barrett, joining us here on Hog Reaction Live. And, uh, Chuck, it's uh, good to speak to you, and it's uh, especially good after a win. Yeah, it is. I mean, it was a long game. Gosh, that was a long game. Long day. Um, Sam Pittman said, I'm glad it's over, and I just wanted to say I'm with you, man, because uh, <laughs> it was just that kind of day. Would, yeah. you, would you classify it as a as sloppy? It looked like a game one. Both teams had a lot of errors, but, Chuck, at the end of the day, it seemed like Arkansas capitalized on Cincinnati's error more than more than the other way around. Well, you don't see very many first ball games where you come out and say, man, we're set. I mean, we're in midseason form. Uh, most of the time when you play a first ball game, when you get done, um, if you win, you say, yeah, but. And, um, you know, um, that's kind of, you know, what I think some people probably are saying right now. But, hey, they beat a good team. I mean, that's the thing. They're playing a ranked team. I mean, and um, Cincinnati did some good things. They did some bad things. And. Arkansas did some good things and did some bad things too. And um, but you know there aren't very many people that are going to walk away from their opener and feel like, man, we're set. Um, Georgia may feel that way, <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know anybody else that does right now. Chuck, one of the things I was talking, I thinking about here as, as we were getting ready is just the the momentum continues uh, with, with the win today. Arkansas football has had this wave of momentum uh, through last season and then into the offseason. And you can even, as a Hog fan, you can broaden the scope and talk about basketball and baseball. And just the momentum around Razorback football specifically, though, continues with uh, with this performance today. Well, I, you know, the bottom line is they won the game. You know, we're not that far removed from getting run off our own field by some teams that were really inferior to us. So, um, to be where we are today, I think, is uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, this is a good team. They beat a good team today. I know South Carolina is kind of struggling right now, but um, they'll get better, too. And, um, you know, Arkansas, uh, there were a lot of positives that came out of today. There were always, as there are in first games, you look back and go, man, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad he overthrew that guy. Um, he might not overthrow him in the second week. Uh, but, he might not be that open in the second week either. And so, you know, both sides made mistakes. And, you know, I know people will focus, well, their receivers 
got behind the secondary. Well, sometimes that happens, especially in the first game when you get guys hurt. But then on the other side, Cincinnati's saying, man, we had guys wanting to run wide open, and we don't have a quarterback to get them. So, you know, both sides are going to come out of this thinking that we got a lot of work to do. The good side for Arkansas is they say that having won the ball game, and I don't think that's anything you ever take for granted. Chuck, it's hard not to feel great for Trey Knox. Uh, we were talking earlier before you joined us that, you know, in in the world of the transfer portal, in the NIL world, where it's so easy to find greener pastures on the other side of the fence, here's a player that stayed at Arkansas, changed his position, changed his body type. Last year caught one touchdown pass. Today in the first game, two had a, a tremendous day with uh, six catches and 75 yards. Hard not to feel good tonight for Trey Knox. Well, you have to be happy for Trey Knox, and you have to be happy for the for the coaches and the team because, you know, Trey Knox, yes, he could have left, uh, but he wouldn't have done much more as a wide receiver anywhere else. Um, they sold him on the idea of becoming a tight end, and he bought into it. And he went to work, and he changed his body, and he did it in a way that did not, um, you know, did not take away his speed or his quickness, um, you know, he's built up his body in the way an athlete builds up his body. And Yeah, he gets a lot of credit. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Two or three games into last season, I thought Trey Knox was gone. Um, I didn't think he would factor into the season, and I just assumed that he would leave at the end of the year. And um, But, you know, he got a little taste of that tight end, and he realized that that's where he was going to play. And they convinced him, and rightly so, that if he changed his body and played the position well, that's the spot where he'd make some money someday. And I think that he's bought into that, and you've seen a complete makeover in a player that is a wide receiver was, you know, not too far away from being a bust. Um, but as a tight end, he's got a chance to be a professional football player. We're talking with Chuck Barrett here on Hog Reaction after Arkansas's 31-24 win today over Cincinnati. We haven't talked about this yet, but um, at the end of the game, you know, Cincinnati has got some momentum. They've cut it to a seven-point game. Arkansas gets the ball back, and they don't give it back to Cincinnati. And a couple things this point out uh, stand out to me there. Number one, K.J. Jefferson making plays. And number two, it just feels like the continuity with everybody being around a while – kind of helped calm that situation where there have been games throughout the sport this weekend where I've seen, you know, in a situation like that, the other team does get another chance to go down and maybe tie the game. Well, that's what a good offensive line does for you. That's what being a physical football team with the ability to run the ball does for you. Uh, when you get to that stage of the game and you've got to run to win, um, they're able to do that, and their offensive line is, you know, able to uh, to make blocks and allow him to do that, and yeah, I thought that was uh, you know that was a key you know it was a key part there at the end of the game. I mean, it was crucial, uh, but that's what good teams do, and that's why I think that you know at the end of the day, there are always things that you look at in the first game and say, man, we got to get a lot better there. Um, but you know what you're talking about right there? Um, not every team in the country, in fact, not many teams in the country can take the ball in that situation, run it, and not give it back. And they were able to do that against, again, a team that was in the playoff last year, a ranked team this year. And, um, you know, they 
they may not lose another game. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know if you remember in that first that first series Arkansas had after since he had scored with five forty nine to go, but that third and nine where things broke down. I don't know if that was a design run, but KJ took off and that. That was more or less the the ball game in many ways because there was four minutes left in the game at that point. That guaranteed you another two minutes. It forced Fickle to right. to call his timeouts. That was a a huge third and nine play, guys. That uh, if KJ doesn't convert that, we may be sitting here talking about something different tonight. Well, that's where you need KJ to be KJ, and um, that's that's what he does in moments like that. And. He's got the ability to, to take over a game with his legs. I'm not talking about play after play after play, but in a situation like that, he gave Arkansas you know, what would prove to be the ultimate control of the ball game with that run. Now, he's not perfect on his passes, and I'm sure he'd tell you that he's got room for improvement. But, you know, there's a competitive spirit within that guy, and I think that that's, what's, um, I think that's what makes him so good. I think that's why he makes crucial runs and crucial moments. Um, he does not shy away from the big moment. And you've got to have that in a quarterback. Sometimes it's with a great pass, but sometimes it's with a big run. But KJ's not afraid to have the ball in his hand when all the money's on the table. And that's what you've got to have at that position. Chuck Barrett with us here on Hog Reaction on ESPN Arkansas and on hitthatline.com. Um, looking forward, um, Georgia State just took the lead on South Carolina in the third quarter. So um, it's uh, it, Tommy and I have been wondering, you know, is the team you beat today better than the team that you play next week in South Carolina? Well, every week's different, you know. Every week's different. And it sounds like South Carolina is going to have to fight for their lives to get out of there tonight. And – you know, here's the thing. I remember one year ago at halftime, we're thinking, man, we're going to have to fight for our lives to be right. And then things got better. They won the ball game, and by the end of the year, we were all convinced that, and rightly so, that everything was headed in the right direction. I don't know what's going to happen with South Carolina tonight, but, um, you know, they've got a good coach, and he's a new coach, you know, from a from an experience standpoint. I know he's been there, but from an experience standpoint, he's a new coach. They got a new quarterback uh, who's very good. Uh, but, you know, they've got growing pains just like everybody else. Well, I was always taught there's never a, a bad moment for a, for a free plug. So give me the Hogs Chuck, Chuck podcast. You'll roll out another edition, this time a Labor Day edition, Monday morning. That's exactly right. And I'm going to catch my breath tonight. And we're going to put it together tomorrow, and we're going to talk about the ball game and Obviously, we'll have a good bit of post-game reaction, and uh, looking forward to that. And looking forward to being with you guys Monday morning. Ruskin was wondering, does his, does his royalty check come at the first of the month, the middle of the month? When do you, when are you going to mail those out? He was asking well, uh, you earlier. Just, you just you just keep looking, Derek, and uh, <laughs> you go out there at the first of the month, the middle of the month, last of the month, and who knows? Maybe one day. It might not be there. The check is in the mail. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's in the mail. It's in the slowest of mails. <laughs> Chuck, uh, be careful uh, driving back uh, to wherever you're headed tonight and uh, probably headed to get a little bit of rest after a, a long, lengthy ball game. And we'll look forward to hearing you Monday morning. Yes, we will be here for Labor Day with the morning rush. And uh, give me the Hogs Chuck podcast at 6 a.m. as well. Enjoy what's left of the weekend. 
All right, guys. Thank you. Have All a good right. night. Chuck Barrett with All us right. here uh, following Arkansas's 31-24 win. And, again, uh, second edition and uh, kind of a game recap, I'm sure, coming up with Chuck on uh, his podcast. You can find it, Derek, at hitthatline.com and in case you didn't know. So. That's right. And wherever <laughs> podcasts are, uh, are found or as sold. well. Or sold. <laughs> or sold. That's right. I had the to price explain is to right. someone one time that the uh, – we, we, I said that one time. I said, well, you know, you can find us wherever podcasts are sold. And someone came in here and said, you know, we're not selling podcasts. I'm like, mm, yes, it's yeah. just an expression. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good line. That's so. right. Exactly. Okay. We'll come back and we'll get back to your phone calls. Let's do that. Let's hear from some Hog fans here at 877-377-6963. Tommy, Ruskett, and Drew with you here till 930 on Hog Reaction on ESPN Arkansas. This is Hog Reaction live on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. Call or text the show at 877-377-6963. This is Hog Reaction. Jefferson in an empty set. Got trips to the left. He's going to throw Faye toward the corner. Pass. They fight for it, and it is caught. Caught by Rocket Sanders for a touchdown. I'm behind Lisa on the bridge, and I have jumped off. I am in the river. Call or text the program at 877-377-6963. Arkansas wins 31-24 over the Cincinnati Bearcats today in Fayetteville. And this is the first hog reaction of the year here on ESPN Arkansas and on hitthatline.com and representing tonight from the ESPN Arkansas Galaxy of Stars Drew Barrett, Tommy Kraft and I'm Derek Ruskin 877-377-6963 is how you can be a part of the program and uh, we'll go through some texts here in a minute that we have gotten on the uh, text line we've also got Kent on the phone, so let's uh, hear from Kent right now here on Hog Reaction. Hi, Kent. Hey, hey, guys. Well, I'm going to say, of course, I'm thrilled with the game. I, I hope we fans do not uh, underappreciate what uh, Coach is doing. And and uh, I, I was there at the game, row 11, you know, uh, it was the quietest fan reaction game overall that I ever remember. And I've been going to a game since I was a, a small kid, and I'm 55 now. So uh, fans have really gotten to uh, to get in, into it, then I, I think part of that may be because we don't really have a – it was a little disjointed game, a lot of really long timeouts, TV timeouts, and we don't have a big uh, rivalry with Cincinnati. But uh, but I was impressed with our wide receivers. We clearly have some answers there. Maybe our quarterbacks are a bit suspect. But uh, overall, an encouraging start. We're, I think, a little a little fortunate their quarterback was not more accurate and uh, he's a new quarterback up in All right, Kent. Thank you uh, for the phone call. Uh, on the on the atmosphere, um, there's a couple of uh, things that could be a, a factor. I think contributing to that. Number one, most Arkansas fans thought they would destroy this team, and they won by seven. So there was a little bit of nerves there uh, with that. And number two, I mean, let's be honest. It's it's a regular Arkansan. It's very difficult to go to a game anymore. I mean, it is a hundreds and hundreds of dollars of an of an endeavor to get there and you they cater to 
a maybe a little more of a corporate crowd, and they're not going to get as rowdy in, in games well, sometimes. Yeah, I would just disagree with Kent from this standpoint. What happened with Cincinnati when they got that ball down on the north end at the three-yard line? The north end showed out. I mean, two delay, what, two false starts and two delay of games, and it essentially yep. took points off the board. So there may have been moments, Kent, that it wasn't as loud as we all would have liked. Uh, but when it counted, and, and that was a moment where it meant a lot, was down when Arkansas had kind of messed the bed themselves, had the fumble, recovered at the three. We remember the scenario in the first half, and Arkansas needed needed a stand. And the, the crowd came to life. Coach credited the crowd for that and essentially showed up with, you know, more than 10 yards of penalties that came out of the stands, And in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's true, too. Um, uh, and, and I thought – the way Cincinnati went down on the opening drive of the third quarter, you know, that's always a risky thing for the visiting team because, let's be honest, it, it, even in a college halftime, most people aren't back in their seats. It looked like a lot of the students left uh, in the upper deck anyway and some in the upper reaches of the of their lower level too. Um, so that's an interesting crowd dynamic there early on in the second half because most people aren't back in their seats. They were able to go down and uh and score there and it kind of took a little bit of the buzz out of the building there just a little bit yeah and uh you know it's about momentum big plays drew big sacks mm -hmm. big moments always bring the crowd to life but i thought when the crowd knew their role and i, I come back and point to that that possession that cincinnati had in the red zone you know ben bryant had a lot of trouble today in the red zone and um you know their, their kicker had a lot of trouble how much the crowd had to do with that he only he could answer but I know that one series where the momentum of the game and maybe the outcome of the game could have shifted. Mm -hmm. Penalties are and I, and you got to credit the crowd to to a degree on those delay games and false starts were were the, were the difference in in the outcome of that possession. Yeah, you have to give credit to the crowd for that. I mean, because the way that these stadiums are set up, I mean, it's not like Ben Bryant isn't staring at a game clock. He he, he knows how much time's there. He just can't communicate to his team and to to the line and everybody else to get everything in motion because of how loud it was 74 plus thousand people in, in a building which say what you will to get 74,000 people to agree to do anything <laughs> even just to go to a ball game it is a miracle of God so it, it was a, I think it was a great crowd I was it the best crowd I've ever seen probably not but it was still a really good crowd and you got to think there, there's probably 95% of college football games that are played today. They would have loved to have that 74 yep. there. I am very proud of myself. Remember, we were talking about crowd. Yeah. And I and it, it fell on my shoulders to set the over-under. It did. And what did I say? 75. I said, no, I said 74,000 over-under. Okay, yeah. What was the announced attendance today? 74,751. So that was a good number. So, that I was mean, a good one. That's a good crowd for a, for a season yeah. opener, 230. A non-Power 5 opponent, but a ranked opponent. It, it, was a, it, was, it was a great crowd. It looked great on TV to have, uh, it, it, in the first half, that the stadium was, it looked pretty well full everywhere. And that drive you were talking about there, uh, Tommy and, and Drew, remember, they got the ball on the three-yard line yeah, there. The three-yard line, there's four penalties, and all they could get is a field goal from the three-yard line, talking about Cincinnati, that made it a, a four-point game there, 21-17. to 17. Everybody is thinking, oh, no. Touchdown, going to tie the game. They're right there at the three-yard line, but it did not happen. Uh, Cincinnati with mistakes, but Arkansas's uh, noise there at the stadium 
causing some of those communication issues there. Are you able to see the text? Uh, no, I okay. can't see. Let me read through a few of them. We've, okay. we've got a pile of them uh, stacking up here uh, uh, tonight. Uh, let's see. Let's start with Travis from Van Buren. Thought the game was ugly, but he's glad to get the win. A lot of work to do on defense, says Travis. No pressure on the Cincinnati quarterback. We have to do better putting pressure on the quarterback. So let's look here. Looks like four quarterback hurries tonight for the Razorbacks recorded. Three sacks in the game. I don't think Ben Bryant looked really comfortable out there tonight, guys. Well, uh, through two and a half quarters, it didn't seem like Arkansas's front could really control the line of scrimmage. But you get late in the third quarter and definitely into the fourth. I think that's when the, uh, as many people expected, the physicality finally started to wear down Cincinnati. But did they get? Uh, were they affecting the game in the first half? Not, not all that much. No, I, I didn't think that the push was there uh, against a, uh, a a good offensive line out of the American. But that's an offensive line from the American Conference, uh, nonetheless. So, but as the game wore on, they did get a little. Uh, they did get something going later on. I thought, Drew. Yeah, I, I think I think they did, and you kind of, especially in the second half, even when Ben Bryan was able to make some more connections than he was in the first half, he, he never seemed comfortable back there. You know, we, we saw games last year in the SEC where the pressure wasn't there. You know, the Auburn game is the best example of that. Bo Nix could have sat back down, sat back there, done the dishes, done his laundry, done his taxes, and still had plenty of time to throw it. He felt comfortable. Ben Bryan never looked comfortable throughout the entire game. So whether that was from mm -hmm. pressure on previous plays or pressure of what he's seeing up front, because you got to remember, guys, on TV, it looks like they're pretty far away. But when you're in that pocket, any sort of movement that, that is going on in front of you, lateral to the sides of you, that's going to make you uncomfortable. And Ben Bryant was uncomfortable all day. Jay from Alma wants to know if there's an update on Catalan or Slusher since, I mean, we've been doing a radio show. You, you may have paid attention to Twitter more, but I you guys seen, seen anything? anything? I haven't seen anything. No, I, I haven't seen anything on that yet, no. Yeah, I, I, it may be. I'm not sure what Coach will say on Monday in his regular press conference. I don't mm -hmm. imagine we're going to learn much about that. And no one... Coach Pittman, it's going to be pretty uh, pretty coy, whatever he says. He's probably not going to give you a lot of clues on that. Jody and Harrison think special teams was one of the big differences in the game. Hacker and Harrison says 2.30 game callers for the post-game show here aren't as hammered as 6 o'clock game callers. That is true. I tend to agree with that. Jer I've done some middle-of-the-night post-game <laughs> shows. That is correct, yes. Jeremy in Clarksville says, thank goodness they didn't give a didn't give a point every time their helmets popped off. We would have <laughs> lost. No, that's no kidding. Joseph and Cove says, let's talk about the real issue, chin straps on Cincinnati helmets. Uh, yeah. No uh, no doubt about that. I've never seen a game that had that many helmets come flying no. off as well. Tim's listing in Palm Beach. He uh, had to listen while out of the county uh, tonight uh, with us. He agrees with us. Uh, sloppy, but not as sloppy as Cincinnati. And I think Chuck summed it up best, guys. How many teams are pleased with the way they played? Maybe Georgia, like he was saying, who dominated Oregon. Other than that... You know, everyone's going to have a sentiment. Well, we got to get a lot better if we're going to win. How does how 10. does how does Georgia work after a performance like that? Like every other co team in the country, even if you won, like Arkansas, you've got things to work on. 
what what are they doing in Athens all week? There didn't seem like there was much to work on after that performance. Well, today. we've seen a lot of Alabama teams do the exact same thing, and then Nick Saban gets up to the podium on Monday and tells us about all the things that they had to work on. So apparently there are always, according to Nick Saban, there's always small things you can improve on, even when you do beat a team yeah. by 60. You don't want to have them run through you like crap through a tin horn. We know That's that. Right. Yes. All right, Ruskin, you always like a good hot take. You ready for this one? Yeah. Piggy Small says Malik Hornsby should be on the field at all times. At all times? Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the, was, that just seems like a hot take that would be right up your alley. Uh, Not that you would agree, but just that that's the kind of hot take I know you enjoy. He had one carry. He uh, tried to throw that um, that double pass, and that didn't work out. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it seemed like what they're doing is working pretty well right now. Yeah. So, All right, this one's for Drew. Uh, does the American Athletic Conference not use chin straps on their helmets? <laughs> I figured I'd throw that one they to you. They do. It's in the budget. I, I, don't, I don't know what Cincinnati's equipment guys are doing. Were they too loose? Does it, is it... You know, what What was it, about five, five, between the last 10 to five years, it became uncool to wear knee pads. Is that the new trending in sports? Is it uncool to wear a chin strap? They had them on. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't have an explanation. Well, I, I guess the and you best. You can see them watching the, the game. The best, exclama- uh, the best way to describe it is kind of the way that they did it during the broadcast. There's a thin line, I guess, between safety and comfort. Maybe they need to get a different style of chin strap to wear. It, is, it has a little bit more gel in there. I don't know. I think yeah. they need to weld them on or something. <laughs> I don't know. All right, more text. Uh, you can call or text. We prefer you call. We'd rather chat. We're kind of old school. 877-377-6963. This from the 479. This proves we're not there yet, but we are on our way there and that the best coach for us was hired, and we need to all trust in him. I don't think there's a large percentage out there that doesn't, believe in Sam Pittman right now. No, no. I, I think it's a very, very minuscule percentage that is not believing right now. No, absolutely. Brad in Salesville, he's driving back on 412, said he just saw another Bearcat helmet rolling down the highway there. <laughs> Zach is at Paragould. South Carolina does not have an O-line. Texas A&M stinks. Hogs go 4-0 and beat Bama at home. I know who had a good tailgate. That's Zach from Paragould. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. And if my math is correct, if they beat Bama, that's 5-0. and Well, you said they'd be 4-0 and 4-0. then. Oh, then. Okay. okay. That's right. Okay. So. Right. And then and then uh, another 250000 into the uh, SEC coffers, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, that that would be worth it, though. I think yes. we'd all chip in. Uh, get a little, yeah, little, we'll pass little, the hat on that. Well, they call that crowdfunding, mm-hmm. crowd share, whatever. That's whatever right. Crowdsourcing, yeah. Yeah, yeah crowdsourcing. Right. Thank you. Tanner and Tupelo. <laughs> says some of the Cincinnati fans we talked to pregame were convinced that this year's team was better than last year's Cincinnati team. 12-0, and 0, baby. Hogs to the playoffs, says Tanner in Tupelo. Isn't that the guy that sings for you guys? Yes, that is uh, Tanner, a, uh, a minister in Tupelo. Oh, a, a fellow a man, holy man. A okay. man of faith. So when he says it, and you got to so believe it. It so. wasn't under the influence then. <laughs> no, no, no. Was no. he a Catholic man? I'm not sure. Right. I, I would like to know because I've never, with the visiting Cincinnati fans that I've ever dealt with, they're all really nice. You, it's kind of weird with Cincinnati people. You get a weird mixture of Southern and Midwestern hospitality niceness. Like they have, like they say y'all, but then they have like Midwestern tendencies to them. Yeah. It's, it's a little weird of a mix. Yeah. Well, their airport's in Kentucky. So, exactly. I mean, they're just, <laughs> that's part of it, I guess. I don't know. 
They don't know how to make chili. I will say, <laughs> I will give them that. They don't know how to make chili. So Greg from Fort Smith, proud of Trey Knox, his first career multi-touchdown game. He didn't have multi-touchdowns last season. He had no. two today. So, I mean, yeah. pretty good day for Trey Knox, who uh, moved to tight end and really did a lot of work to get there. Aaron in Clarksville went to his very first Razorback game today. Said it was awesome. So that's always good well, to hear. And they won, so you're allowed back, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on R- that. Rick from Fayetteville, another question about the helmets and what's up with that. Wish we had the answer. Sam Pittman is proving he can win the close games, and I love it. Hey, wait a minute. It says Derek from Fayetteville. Was that you? That's not me, no. <laughs> no, that's not your number in there. All right, Isaac says, even with my hog-filtered goggles, and I and he says Googles, but it's, it's really goggles. <laughs> I thought it was a safety. I'm glad it wasn't. Tommy, can you explain how it wasn't? Okay. Trying to remember which play we're talking about. Because I had a bunch of questions about the... KJ gets... So KJ starts to roll. So it's a a design rollout right. He goes back to the left. and His forward progress was in the field of play. How do you you judge forward progress when he keeps going backwards? Where where did he... Where where was he at? Did he he, he breach the end zone? Did he come out into the field to play with the ball at some point in that play before he took himself back? I don't believe so. Okay. I believe he was hit at about the one-yard line and then was downed in the end zone. The play I got the most questions and you know, referee criticism on Twitter today was the punt play where Arkansas's returner got, got hit mm-hmm. and knocked to the ground, but the ball was down short of the end zone. Y'all remember that play? Yeah, the ball landed yeah. about 12 yards. And, and a lot left. of people wondered why that wasn't a flag. Now, I I'm, I need to go back and watch it again to make certain of what I'm saying. But the ball was on the ground, right? Yes. Yes. You can't fair catch a ball that's where? On the ground. Right. Yeah. So the protection for the return man is no longer the same. This isn't kick-catch interference like it would be if the ball is in the air, you're mm-hmm. waving your arm. The, the Once, guy that got hit was like seven and, yards to the and left And that was the, the other. That was my other point was he was well away and not making any play or attempt on the ball at all. So if you get a flag there, A, I don't think it's merited by rule, but B, it'd be a cheap flag, mm-hmm. which I know, hey, we're not beneath a cheap 15 <laughs> yards but, but backed you, up to her own field goal. But you can't have a fair catch – if the ball has hit the ground. I think to some extent we've all been conditioned that every big hit is illegal now. And, I and, and you know, it, we're still playing football, right? Like, this is still football. It's still a physical, tough game. Allegedly. Sometimes there's going to be hits that are actually legal. I, but I think we have been so conditioned as a, uh, as a uh, college football fan to think everything is against the rules now because – you know, there's so many times where it seems like everything is against the rules when there's a big hit. So I think that's the instant reaction is you see a collision, you go, ah, you can't do that. But I think that, one, I think, was, that one was fine, I think. I think you're onto something there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to White County, your stomping grounds. All Doyle right. wants to know, is the defensive backfield scary thin? Kind of got diced up today, Derek. Yeah, uh, I thought uh, we had someone earlier that said they stink. I don't think they stink. I just think that they're, they, they're thin. They, they had... You know, one of the things about Arkansas football, it's going to be very difficult to have all the depth you need everywhere across the board at all times. It's just really, really hard to pull off, not just at Arkansas, but, I mean, I think there's maybe two teams in this conference that have pulled it off right now, talking about Alabama and Georgia. So when you have a couple of injuries in a game to some key guys, all of a sudden you've got some people that, 
maybe weren't going to be in the, on the field today, but they got to be ready to go. Um, I am not as huge of a fan as Hudson Clark as a lot of people are, um, but uh, he had um, some – they picked on him a little bit at times out there also. But I, um, you know, I thought they did better. And I don't know all the differences between man and zone, but when they were trying to cover someone one-on-one, like right on him, I mean, on one of those touchdowns, the guy ran right past um, the, the Razorback defender that time. And, um, you know, he didn't even touch him. Mm-hmm. He didn't even lay a hand on him as he ran his, uh, you know, pattern to the post pattern to the end zone there. All right. We got two more. They're going to hit the break. Clay Henry is also confirmed tonight. It was 10 helmets that came off. He was 10. All right. He was, he was charting that for us. All right. Uh, back to what we're talking about on the safety. And this is kind of the way I remember it. And that's why it didn't stand out to me like it did maybe some others that Jeremy Clarksville says, yeah, the tackle started inside the five yard line. KJ just happened to land in the end zone. That's why I'm going to say, I need to go back and watch it. I, I that but play it's just not where you land. Yeah, it's where your forward progress so, was too. Well, yeah. how how come? I mean, just to play devil's advocate here, how come if you're hit at say the five and then you fall forward too? I get that's forward progress, but why is it not the same? Why is it where you land if it's forward, but not where you land when it's backwards? Hey, hey, hey. that's how we do it in the Power Five over I here. Don't, right? I don't understand right. it. It's just how it's done in the Power Five. I know Derek, you're getting it used to it. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. If it's where you land when you're forward, why wouldn't it be where you land when it's backward? Because that's not how forward pro- – because the word forward eliminates your theory. There's just, there's just no entirely. There is no backwards progress. It's forward progress. I've always been taught wherever the knee hits, that's where the ball goes. That's wrong. So, all right, we'll end with this because <laughs> I know my uh, my old buddy here, Derek, loves anything that begins with a good conspiracy theory. And okay. that's the first word. Conspiracy theory, colon. This is from the 501. Is the helmet issue today the new way – to slow down an up-tempo offense. Is it the new fake injury strategy? That's a great theory. I love Ooh. that text. I love That's it. That's a great theory. And, hey, if Lane Kiffin starts doing this at Ole Miss, <laughs> you may be onto something there in the 501. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's great. Yeah. So I love a good conspiracy theory to close down the segment. All right, you want to talk to Clay Henry coming up? He's standing by. We can hear what he's yeah. got to say. And, by the way, because uh, Drew begged for it, we are here Monday for Labor Day. All three shows, Morning Rush, <laughs> Halftime, Ruskin and Zach. There was a game today. We're going to be here Monday. Derek, I know uh, you've got things to say. i got things to say. And, well, Drew will be here wondering about forward progress. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we Pretty will be here wraps it up. all day long yeah. on ESPN Arkansas. All right, we'll come back and we'll talk to Clay Henry next here on Hog Reaction on ESPN Arkansas. This is Hog Reaction live on ESPN Arkansas on HitThatLine.com. Two hours. Let's just call and wake him up. Clay, are you awake? Since you you don't have to work on Saturdays anymore? Let's wake up, Clay. Believe it or not, (laughs) I went to the game. Did you stay stay awake for the whole game? I did, and I did. I did just sit down in my recliner, and I've got that little button that makes the legs come up. It's electric. You've always said I needed one of those, so I got yeah. one. You're destined for one that's got that little triangle you got to pull on when you uh, to get out of the chair. That's what you're destined for. Well, I wish this one vibrated, but it doesn't. <laughs> so, so you that's can... the only thing it lacks. <laughs> well, maybe maybe for your next retirement party, we'll get you one. No, but there's uh, always Christmas. It's, all, it's always the holidays. There, just there the was point. no retirement party, just so, so you know. I, I really didn't retire. As, oh, there was a party. You just weren't invited. So well, there was definitely a party. But uh, yeah. hey, um, one thing I might get you for your uh, for your next birthday gift. 
would be a chin strap, and you can send it to uh, to Luke wow. Fickle. Have you ever? I mean, you've seen more games than any of us combined, multiplied by four. Have you ever seen a game where the helmets came off of one team as frequently as they did today with Cincinnati? I don't remember a season when there's. Uh, I counted ten. I don't know if that's right or not. I could have missed one. You didn't chart it. I counted it? ten, and I don't remember a whole season with ten. Yeah, it's pretty crazy today. So. Your first take, you, you, you've you seen him for the first time. You've had the chance to go to some practices the rest of us haven't seen. Yep. Give us Clay Henry's evaluation of the uh, 22 Razorbacks after one game. Well, let's just, let's just say they can play better. For instance, Trey Knox, and I, I've listened to you guys as I drove home and, and everybody sung his praises. He gave up a sack. Uh, he let a guy come, come across his face. He come up, you know, untouched, came right through. I mean, he, he touched him, but he just shoved him inside and he just came right on top of KJ. Wow. He had a holding penalty that yeah. knocked off a big, long gainer in the first half. I'm not sure he had a hand on each shoulder pad, and then when the guy, when the runner went past, he didn't release. You know, you just got to turn loose. Mm-hmm. The guy's already by you, so he wasn't perfect. And that's kind of the way I saw – the best players on the team weren't perfect. Jalen Catalan, I mean, that's a penalty every single time you drop down yep. and hit somebody below the knees in the open field like that. You know, he was just going to take out that offensive tackle, right, Tommy? Well, that's a rule change this year that's a point it, of emphasis. You're not going to get yeah, it. But it's, it's always the, it's been the, there. It's the biggest rule change this year is the blocking below the waist rules and yeah. how coaches or how offenses will – well, even defenses, because, I mean, you can't... Oh, it's the defenses, yeah. Well, but, you but, can't but, do it in open field. Well, the offenses can't either. I mean, you know, so yeah. I mean, it, it is probably the biggest rule change that nobody talks about. You know, and everybody talked about Ben Bryant missing guys. KJ had, had a touchdown, a slant. I don't know where he was throwing it. It's, it's 10 yards to the right of the receiver. He, he hits that pass just about every time. He had a guy open in the flat, do it low. Uh, I mean, he, he missed three or four passes that, that we saw him make routinely down the stretch last year um, every time. So he can play better. Um, I thought the running backs, you know, weren't sure on their jump cuts a couple of times, which those are things they're supposed to read. That's just not, as you said earlier, that's not scrimmaging enough, and you're not going to scrimmage anymore the way they used to. They're just not going to do it. Uh, or you do, or you go live in team with your with your number one running backs. So you you think uh, I was on to something there? Because I was just kind of no. I, I mean, they're just that's the way football is. And mm-hmm. early in the year, I mean, you're going to be out of rhythm in, in some of the things that you do. I just think quarterbacks got to get acclimated here's, here's to getting hit where, too. You know. Yeah, here's what you do do every day: is your offensive lineman and defensive lineman engage, and they hit. Mm-hmm. And I thought those guys were physically tough, and I won't tell you, Luke Bickle's teams are tough, and they had to earn that win today, and they did earn it, and they got ahead, and they held them off, and then they punished them. Now, Cincinnati knows they're going to run the ball at the end. They were loaded up in the box, and and to the point where it's third and nine, they they covered everybody man-to-man. Yep. KJ let him clear, and he took off, and he had open spaces. And that's an experienced quarterback 
that recognized man-to-man and knew what he had. Now, there was no one left to stop him. And at 235 pounds running downhill, Clay, nobody, nobody wanted any of that. Um, he had a full head of steam. There wasn't anybody left that he hadn't ran by already that could have tackled him short of the line to gain. I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. Clay, we've had some uh, people text and call in about the secondary. What was your assessment on uh, yeah, their play I, today? I thought they were uh, they were spotty, but uh, they put them in a position that we didn't see them in a lot last year, which is playing straight up. They played a lot of cloud last year, but if you notice, they were playing four defensive line because Cincinnati lined up with two tights, which takes you know it, it puts an extra defender in the box. You got one less safety. And you put those corners out there on an island, and and they got beat a few times. They got to get better. Um, but but, what did you get? You got one great huge play in the first half by cornerback McLaughlin, mm-hmm. and he set up seven points. And so if you want to say, well, the corners didn't do their job, I you know I'll give you that. But they also gave you seven points. When, when Cincinnati was really, that was the one time they looked dangerous in the first half, that they weren't going to be stopped. And so I, there's some give and take take there. And, and I, I thought that there were a couple of times where they had the guys pinned, pinned against the boundary and Bryant didn't have anywhere to throw it. Yeah. And so, they're, they're, like I say, there's some give and take. They've got to improve there. But uh, – you know, you're not going to get a lot of pressure against that offensive line. They are really good in pass pro. They didn't get beat last year in pass pro. Um, didn't you know? Maybe maybe by Alabama, but that was about it. So, what's the biggest area of improvement between week one and two you want to see next Saturday at 11 a.m.? I think everywhere. I think there's. I think well, give us a come like on, Clay, Give us an answer. No, no. I mean, KJ's got to be a lot better. So let's start with the very best players, okay? okay? All right. Uh, offensive line, they've got to be a little better in the run game. But I think they're, they played a very good front. Uh, I think the, the corners have to be better. Uh, I think I think Drew Sanders can play better. He had five tackles. I expected him to make more tackles. Than that. So the very best players have to improve. If they're your studs, uh, I thought Rocket Sanders was good, but there were a couple times that his cuts were wrong. Uh, I really like Rashad DeBinion. I knew that he was going to probably get more uh, – people were going to like him a lot more than what any – nobody's talked about him from the spring and the, in the summer, and I knew he was a good player. Um, but the, the secondary has to get better, and I, I, think, I think Max Fletcher has to get better. He didn't punt that great today. And he's got Almost a, a, a really a live leg. Yeah. That first one was out of, you know, almost a shank, wasn't it? It's the way it looked yeah, on TV. I mean, it was like a pop-up to right field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off yeah, the no, no question. He, he's, he's got to get better. Um, but I thought they did a lot of good things in the kicking game. Um, I, thought, I thought their defensive ends played pretty good. Uh, Hampton made a play. Um, and they, they made the, the offensive line account for them, and that allowed Bumper to make tackles. They didn't touch Bumper. I mean, what do you make, 13 tackles today? And they didn't run it much. Um, but I, I would say 
in in all respects they can they can improve. But but you touched on it already. We're not sure that Cincinnati might not be better than some teams they're mm. going to play. Cincinnati has SEC players. Yeah. They're they're not all the way across the board SEC, but they they have recruited well and they play hard. Derek, what's that South now, Carolina I, score right now? Uh, they're up twenty eight fourteen in the uh, fourth quarter now. Yeah, right. well, they, so they they pulled away in the second half. Yeah. So they'll 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 roll into Fayetteville, you know, you know, thinking that they just about like Arkansas and Rice last year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Chuck really nailed that point pretty well. Uh, I kind of hate to follow Chuck because he's already he he already just you don't need me. Just like they don't need <laughs> me at Hogs Illustrated anymore. I, I'm real comfortable to just kind of fade away and go elk hunt next week, boys. Well, well, Clay, thanks for uh, taking our call tonight. Glad to hear from you, and uh, we'll let you get back to your nap. Derek, you've done pretty good tonight. I've listened to you. you did Thank all right? Thank you, sir. I'm trying my best. All right. All right. No, you did. You did your best, and that's good enough. A vote of confidence from the Hall of Famer. That's How does it yeah. feel? I, I, Everybody, not many people know that I like Derek. Not people. That, not, you but just told everyone. Hey, do not there's, tell a soul that I said that, okay? That's right. Well, there's not many people that like Derek to begin with. So, uh, anyway. There's nobody listening this late anyway. I promise. <laughs> I hope you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> Clay, you, will, Clay. Clay, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good Labor Day. Okay. All right. Thank you all. All right. All right. That's Clay Henry uh, with us here. On, highest of praise for Derek Russell. I know. So. Praise from Caesar right there. <laughs> all right. Hey, we had a couple calls. Why don't we hit one last break, come back, take a few calls, and then we'll call it a night. That sounds good. We are here on Hog Reaction after Arkansas beats Cincinnati 31-24. to We'll be right back. This is Hog Reaction live on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.